Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I'll be your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, tonight we have two stories, uh, and they're probably going to be hard for me to get through just because I've been dealing with a chest cold. So if I sound bad, let me know, okay? Um, Let's get going. Okay, first story is from a Miss Nora Peavy. Um, Nora, I'm sorry, if you wanted to remain anonymous, I apologize. I wasn't told one way or the other. Um, The story is called A Visit from the Dead. In my first year of college, I experienced something otherworldly. This was not my first experience with the supernatural, but it sticks out in my mind because it was such a big event. My mother came from a large Catholic family, and I grew up with a lot of cousins. My mother was closest to her only sister, Rita. Aunt Rita was my godmother. She had four children. I was the youngest first cousin in the family. My aunt's family was quite well off, and my cousins took every opportunity to remind me about this. Danny was my only cousin who treated me as a person when I visited. He was much older than me and already working when I was born. For a short time after graduating high school, he moved back into my aunt's ranch house and lived in the basement. Danny was soft-spoken and always said hello to me and asked how I was and always smiled. When I was 18, Danny worked as a mailman for the United States Postal Office. He was living out on his own and had a border collie. I think her name was Ginger, but my memory is foggy. One day in the fall of 1994, my mother received a call from her sister asking about Danny. My mother was quite close with all of her nephews and her niece, often babysitting for them when they were little. She had not heard from Danny. My aunt explained how two days ago, Danny left her house complaining of an excruciating headache. He thought it was the flu and went home to rest. I was quite concerned and hoped something terrible hadn't happened. I went to sleep that evening, praying Danny was okay. That night, Danny visited me in my in dream time. He was lying on his couch underneath the homemade afghan with his dog lying on his chest. He looked peaceful and just asleep. When the phone rang later that day, I knew the news was grim by the shocked look on my mother's face. Aunt Rita went to check on Danny. When nobody answered, she opened the door and found Danny dead on his couch. He was covered with a homemade afghan, and his dog was lying with her front paws on his chest. I shared my dream from the night before with my mother. To this day, I don't know why Danny came to me in dream time, because we were not close. The only explanation I can come up with is he reached out to someone in the family that was not emotionally overcome with worry. He wanted to be found and his dog to be taken in by someone. I never dreamt of Danny again, but I often think about how he was so kind to a young and sensitive child. That's a very good story, nor I like that one quite a bit. Thank you for the submission. Okay, second story tonight, folks, is called The Game. It was submitted to me by a friend of mine from high school named Travis Payne. Um, Travis is a good guy. He's a teacher. up. uh, Oh, God, Travis, I forgot where you work. (laughs) Anyway, he sent this along with an email saying that he's been sharing my podcast with his uh, class. And he is now, you know, they begin telling him stories about what they've heard and stuff like that. And, uh, 
he's now put it as a creative writing assignment to the kids in his class. So he's going to submit all of them when they're done. And I could end up with like 30 to 60 stories to tell. This could be a good thing for me. I never even thought about going to the schools and, you know, getting kids interested in this. Normally it's for adults. So, but Travis, thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. And on with the story. The story's called The Game. Sometimes when newlyweds start out, money is tight and finding Christmas gifts for your spouse can be a challenge. Things were no different for Tiff and I when we were first married. We usually were not able to get bigger expensive gifts. The challenge was to find a small gift that would bring joy to the other person's life. Several times while doing our Christmas shopping, I noticed that she stopped to look at a small handheld electronic video game. The game was based on a popular daytime TV game show, played music from the show, and had many flashing lights. I decided that the game was something that I could afford. It was a different gift, but I could tell that she really enjoyed messing with it. Christmas rolled around, and the gift was given. Tiff was excited and surprised by the game. She played it every chance she could. As is the usual process, a game was novelty for a few months. It eventually lost its charm and was abandoned on a bookshelf in the corner of our bedroom. The shelf was used for our many college textbooks that we might need someday. Quotation marks. What the hell is that noise I blurted out one random morning? Something was happening in our room. It was 3 a.m. Flashing lights replaced the darkness and music rang out. It resembled some kind of alien takeover. I realized that the commotion was coming from the corner bookshelf. I jumped up and made my way to the noise. To my disbelief, I realized that the game was on. I managed to fumble around and find the power button. The game was shut off and I returned to the comfort of my bed because I had awoken with such a start I was unable to get back to sleep. The next day was miserable. I had an 8 a.m. class with several classes following. I then had to go to work for the remainder of the day. I returned home wanting dinner and a good night's sleep. Before bed, Tiff and I talked about the events of the night before. She swore up and down that she had not messed with the game the previous day. I assumed that one of us must have bumped the game by mistake, somehow turning it on. Not again, I yelled as the events of the night before repeated themselves. The game was flashing and singing. I sprang to my feet and rushed to the corner while while using every expletive I could think of at 3 a.m. I shut the contraption off and returned to bed. Because of the anger and adrenaline rush, I was unable to return to sleep. I staggered into work at 7 a.m. and did my best to make it through the day. Two nights with no sleep has taken its toll on me. That night at dinner, Tiff and I had a long conversation about the events of the two previous nights. We examined the infernal thing and determined that it must have had a short of some kind. I desperately needed a full night's rest if it was going to make it through class and work the next day. I took a screwdriver and took the back cover off of the game. This revealed the batteries. I was going to get my revenge on the game. I dug in and removed its life source. I had won. I was going to sleep well. I tossed the device and the batteries into the kitchen counter and went to bed. Tiff followed a short time later. You have got to be kidding me. I yelled at the noise from the two nights before started up in the kitchen. 3 a.m. and the demonic device was carrying on in the kitchen. I leaped from the bed and began cussing Tiff. Why did you put the batteries back in the game? I need to get some sleep, I complained. I rushed to the kitchen and found the game singing and flashing in the dark. I quickly turned it over to pull the batteries out. To my horror and surprise, the batteries were gone. 
They lay on the counter where I had left it. I threw the game across the room. I quickly put my shoes on and rushed the game out to the dumpster in the alley. It was never heard from again. It still sends chills down my spine thinking about it. Yeah, that would freak you out a little bit. I remember when I was a kid, I had gotten a toy. Oh, thank you, Travis. By the way, that's a great story. I love that one. <laughs> Spouting every expletive I could think of at 3 a.m. Boy, I do that a lot. Yeah, if I can't sleep, do you, you know I'm, I'm angry. But anyway, um, as a kid, I got for Christmas a uh, an evil kitten. Was it an evil Knievel? It was either an evil Knievel toy that ran on batteries. The motorcycle ran on batteries. And uh, it made noise and it wheelied and did all this other stuff. Or it could have been, believe it or not, a Happy Days Fonzie toy while he was riding on his motorcycle. I had one of each, I think. I don't know. I'm so old. I don't really remember. I do remember for sure the evil Knievel one. But um, my mom never got batteries for it. And it did run on batteries. You had a switch on the bottom. Well, I didn't know this. I just turned the switch on and started playing with it. And it did its wheelies. And it did running around and made its noise. And you could uh, get it up to good speed because it had a, a one of the pull starts. Those old... It will look like a zip tie that fed into the back wheel, and you pull it really hard, and it sends it off in a flywheel motion. It just takes off. I'd do that, and he'd do his wheelies, and he'd make noise, and you hear crowd cheering coming from the bike and all sorts of stuff. And my mom was sitting there watching me, and I'm like seven, maybe eight. I don't even think I'm that old. I might have been even younger than that. And she goes, hold on a second. She grabbed that thing. She turned it over. She got a screwdriver, and she opened up that battery pack. There was no batteries in it, but it was playing like I had put batteries in it that morning. And the funny thing is, is it was brand new. So haunted, I don't think so, but it was weird nonetheless. I remember that one pretty clear. That was fun. That was a great day to look on my mom's face. It was classic, man. That was awesome. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for tonight. And uh, as you can hear, my voice is cracking a bit, but... um. Still going to go and tell you about the support option on my uh, Spotify profile. There's a link that you can click, and it'll take you to the support page. It's kind of like Patreon. You can do a monthly uh, support where you pay either $0.99 a month, or you pay $4.99 a month, or you pay $9.99 a month. And you don't even have to do uh, a monthly thing. You can do a one-time payment and then cancel it at any time. But uh, it really helps support the podcast. It brings me revenue that I can use to get better equipment, which I bought a new mic and I can't get the thing to work right now. So, you know, stuff like that, it, 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 that helps with the support. If you give me support that way, I can still bring this content out. I can, it makes it easier for me to do the content and it actually makes it better for me to do the content. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to, uh, support, please do. I would so appreciate you. If you don't share the podcast, let somebody know about it who might enjoy the podcast. If you have stories, send them into my email for the spooky SLV podcast at gmail.com. They can be true stories. They can be fiction. They can be horror fiction, creepy pastas, whatever you want to call them sci-fi you can tell me stories about bigfoot you can tell me stories about cryptids that you've seen you can 
send me whatever stories you want. If I can read them on air and, and you know, let me know if you want to be anonymous or if you want your uh, name given in the uh, story, we can do all of that for you. And, you know, I really enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun, even though I'm not making much half of it at all. I still, I'm having a good time with it. So, you guys, thank you for your support. And if you want to support, like I said, just follow that link on Spotify's page. Have a good night, guys. Okay, and just on the last one, folks, here, um, this podcast would not be possible without my friend Andreas Herrera. He's the one who talked me into doing the podcast. So he's the one who supplied me with the opening music. And um, you should go show him some love. He it goes by Entropy and Motion Music on Instagram. He also has a Decibels Deep podcast on Spotify, which is a music and album review. He does a really good job of it, and he's he's a really good musician. So you guys need to go check him out, show him some love, and uh, tell him how much you appreciate him for you know letting me use this shit on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, folks.